Hello and welcome to the first Memory Tube Timeline Quiz. And this week my name is Howard Godwinson and I'll be the host for the next half an hour. And the prize we're giving away at the end of this quiz is the Throne of England. Okay, so the, we have three ideas that formulate our podcast. Um, firstly, we quiz you on the knowledge of a timeline from history and we ask you to try and remember when things happened. See if you actually know the dates and if not, use your historical knowledge to see if you can get as close as possible. Um, we also like to quiz your wider knowledge, so we'll be asking you multiple choice questions about some of the events on the timeline. And finally, we also like to share the tricks and methods that we use to remember the timelines, so we have them stored in our memories and so we can whip them out at a dinner party and impress our friends with facts, or even use them in our daily work. And today's timeline is about British history. If you'd like to keep some sort of score, then go ahead and perhaps grab a pen and paper. If you get the date spot on, then give yourself 10 points. If you're within the correct decade, give yourself five points. And if you're within the right century, give yourself one point. And if you're driving, I'd probably give the score a miss. Okay, so let's get going. But before we start, just want to mention two more things. The quizzes are always in chronological order, so that might give you a little help. And unlike any other quiz, we actually jump back sometimes and go to previous questions and see if the tips and tricks we've given you along the way actually help you then remember the answers. Um, and if you do that, maybe give yourself a bonus point. Okay, here we go. So question number one, when did the Romans successfully conquer Britain? Okay, that was in 43 AD. I remember that one using a silly mnemonic or strong image in my mind. So I imagine the Romans stood on the coast looking across at Britain. They just built a new fleet. And I'm imagining the Roman commanders arguing with the fleet commander saying, we want to go across the channel for free. We don't want to, play, don't want to pay. And so 4-3 or for free reminds me it's four, um, 43 AD. Here's two bonus questions then on Romans successfully conquering Britain. Number one. Who led the successful Roman invasion of Britain? Okay, and that was a general called Aulus Plautius. And the second bonus question, which female British leader famously rebelled against the Roman invasion? Okay, and that was Boudicca. Right, on to the second timeline question. When was the Viking raid on Lindisfarne? So when was the Viking raid on the abbey at Lindisfarne? Okay, that was in 793. So if you got the 8th century, well done. If you got it in the 17, 790s, even better. And if you obviously got 793, awesome. I remember that with a silly story again. Um, obviously, there were no nuns at Lindisfarne Abbey, as far as I'm aware, but I always think of nuns fleeing. So nuns flee, or running away. Uh, it's a bit like 9-3. So I remember 7-9-3, seven nuns flee. So I'm, 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 I'm imagining seven nuns running away. So try and remember those two mnemonics. That might help you when we pop back to these questions later. Here's two bonus questions on the Viking raid on Lindisfarne. Okay, question number one. Was the Viking raid on Lindisfarne part of a much bigger invasion by the Vikings that year? Uh, 
Okay, and the answer to that is no, it wasn't. It was just one single little raid. There were a few little raids around that time, but the big invasion didn't come to almost 40 years later. And the second bonus question is, in which British county is Lindisfarne? Okay, and that's Northumbria. Well done. Okay, on to our third timeline question. Question three, British history timeline. When was the Battle of Brunanburh between King Ethelstan, the King of England, and an alliance of the kings of the Scots, Irish, and Strathclyde? Okay, that was in 937. So, believe it or not, I have a way to remember this one as well. I used the Viking raid on Lindisfarne, 793, uh, seven nuns flee, and I rotate that one place to the left. So the nine becomes the first number, the three becomes the second digit, and the seven moves round into the ones digit. So that becomes 937. So I use that one to remember the Battle of Brunanburh. Okay, here's a bonus question for the Battle of Brunanburh. Who won the Battle of Brunanburh? Okay, and that was King Ethelstan and the English. They won the Battle of Brunanburh, and it's significant because it meant that he became, uh, consolidated his rule as the King of England and was not then threatened again for some time. Okay, question number four on the timeline. When was the Battle of Stamford Bridge? Okay, this is the battle between Harold Godwinson and Harold Hadrada, if that helps. Okay, and that was in 1066. Okay, and here's two bonus questions on the event, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Question one, which modern day county is Stamford Bridge in? Okay, and Stamford Bridge is in Yorkshire. And the second bonus question, did the Battle of Stamford Bridge happen before or after the Battle of Hastings? Yep, it happened before the Battle of Hastings. And the final one, what was the effect of the Battle of Stamford Bridge on the outcome at the Battle of Hastings? Okay, a lot of people think that um, Harold Godmanson's army were exhausted after fighting and defeating Harold Hadrada. And so when they got to the obviously Battle of Hastings later in the year, a few weeks later, they struggled to win because... Some of their army had left, some had died, and the rest were very tired. I remember that one because it's the same year as the Battle of Hastings, which I just remember from school. So number five, an easy one. When was the Battle of Hastings? Okay, and you've got that hopefully, 1066. Okay, here's some bonus questions for the Battle of Hastings. Who did the English fight at the Battle of Hastings? Okay, and that was the Normans, led by William the Duke of Normandy, who became uh, William the Conqueror or William I of England after defeating Harold Godwinson. And the second bonus question, what were Harold Godwinson's special axe-wielding troops called at the Battle of Hastings? Or well, we had them all the time, but they're well known for being at the Battle of Hastings. Okay, and those were called housecarls. On to question six on the timeline. 
When was the Doomsday Book written and published? Okay, the Doomsday Book was written in 1086. I just remember that one because it was 20 years after the um, Battle of Hastings. And here's the bonus question on the Doomsday Book, just the one. Um, what were the pages in the Doomsday Book made out of? I always found this one surprising. Actually made out of animal hides. So that's a great one. Now we're gonna have a little pause at question six. I'm gonna ask you a couple of previous dates and just see if you can remember them. So can you remember uh, first one, when uh, the Romans successfully invaded Britain? Can you remember my story about going across the channel on boats? Yeah, it's 4-3, 43 AD, well done. And if you got that one, give yourself a bonus point. And I'll just pick one more. Okay, try this one out. When was the Battle of Brunanburh? Okay, hopefully you got 937. Some of you may have managed to remember Linda's Farm was 793 and then rotated it to make uh, 937. Well done, everyone. Okay, let's move on. So that's six questions on the timeline so far. I hope you're enjoying the quiz. Um, if you're liking this, please subscribe. And obviously, you can also look at our YouTube channel, so MemoryTube on YouTube, uh, or download our app History Sprockets on the Google Play Store. So here's question seven on the quiz. Question seven is, when did Richard the Lionheart die from a crossbow bolt? Okay, he actually died from gangrene from a crossbow bolt injury in 1199. It's quite a memorable date, to be fair. I actually just remember it by um, having a silly story with 99 red balloons go by by Nana as a song from when I was younger playing in my head whilst we watch um, Richard lying bleeding. Uh, it's quite a macabre image, but it sticks in my mind. The tune sticks in my mind, and then I get the 99. Okay, here's two bonus questions. Um, why was Richard the Lionheart um, in France at the time? Okay, he was actually suppressing a revolt by Viscount Almo of Limoges. Okay, so he attacked the castle and... Actually, I think it was a page boy who shot him with a crossbow bolt. He picked up a crossbow and, and shot Richard from the um, battlements. Uh, saw him in the crowd below. And the second bonus question, what atrocity did King Richard I commit whilst on crusade? He ordered the mass execution of 2,000 captive Muslims in Acre. Okay, n number eight on the timeline. Let's move on. Uh, when Richard died, the kingdom was inherited by King John. And so when did King John sign the Magna Carta? Okay, that was signed in 1215. Well done if you managed to get that. Obviously, if you got in the 1200s, well done. If you got in the 1210s, even better. Um, I remember that because if you reverse the one and the five, you get an S and an I from the word sign. So I just remember that. So when he signed the Magna Carta, I just reversed the I and the S from the word sign and I get 15. Okay, here's bonus questions on King John signs the Magna Carta. 
Who made King John sign the Magna Carta? Well, I don't know if you know your history. That was um, northern barons who rebelled against King John. And the second bonus question is, what was the Magna Carta? What was it for? Again, well done if you know this, uh, some of us have taught this at school, a charter of rights to protect the church and barons from persecution and unfair taxes. So they rebelled because they felt that John was taking too much tax and persecuting people who didn't pay. So they decided to say, bring him to, to check and actually make him sign something to say he couldn't do that. Okay, number nine on the timeline. When did Edward I finish conquering Wales? Okay, and that was in 1283. And a bonus question for that one. Here we go. Who was the Welsh leader who resisted Edward I's invasion of Wales? Okay, and any Welsh listeners, please forgive my um, pronunciation, but it's Llewellyn ap Griffith. Okay, so Llewellyn ap Griffith was the leader who resisted Edward I's invasion of Wales. Okay, number 10 on the timeline. When was the Battle of Stirling Bridge? Okay, and that battle was in 1297. And uh, I won't say too much yet until I've asked you some more questions. So here's the bonus questions. Who won the Battle of Stirling Bridge, the English or the Scottish? And that was the Scottish, a famous victory for the Scottish over the English. And um, second question, can you name a film about the exploits of one of the Scottish leaders, William Wallace? Okay, and that was a film I loved as a, when I was younger. It was the film Braveheart. Okay, not very historically accurate, I don't think, but a brilliant film with Mel Gibson in it. Okay, so number 11 on the timeline. So the 32-year-long Wars of the Roses, um, when did they last from and until when? Um, well, I know they're 32 years long and I know they started in 1455. So that's how I remember the duration of the um, War of the Roses. Here's two bonus questions on the Wars of the Roses. Okay, so what colour rose represented the House of York? Okay, and that was a white rose. And what was the name of the battle that finally ended the War of the Roses? Okay, and that was the Battle of Bosworth. Well done, everyone. Okay, number 12 on the timeline is uh, when was the Field of the Cloth of Gold? Okay, that was in 1520. And the bonus question is, what type of event was the Field of the Cloth of Gold? What was it all about? Okay, it was actually a tournament as part of a summit between Henry VIII and Francis I of France. And the uh, second bonus question is, why was it called the Field of the Cloth of Gold?
Okay, and that's because most of, or lots of the tournament tents had, um, a lot of the, out, their material was cloth of gold, which was made from gold thread and silk uh, woven together to make this gold cloth. Very expensive. So a lot of showing off going on at that summit. Okay, so we're on to question 13. Okay, when was Mary, Queen of Scots, beheaded? So hopefully you've got the right century. It's 1587. It's obviously related to the sort of Tudor period anyway. So hopefully you got the right century, if not the right year. Um, I remember this one because it's the year before the Spanish Armada was defeated. Okay. Um, here's your bonus questions. What was Mary, Queen of Scots... Um, beheaded for. Okay, she was beheaded because she was actually implicated in a plot to assassinate Elizabeth I. And the second question is, what is the name of the letters that were used as evidence to condemn Mary to death? Okay, whether you believe it's true or not, they were the casket letters and they were used um, as evidence to show that Mary was complicit in the plot to assassinate Elizabeth I. Okay, number 14 on the timeline. When was the Spanish Armada defeated? I gave you a clue a minute ago. Okay, this one was in 1588. Um, this one helps me remember when Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded. Um, I know this, it was in the 16th century because it was Tudor times. And I think of the two eights in 1588 as two stacks of cannonballs. So there's four cannonballs stacked on top of each other's. Um, so yeah, 1588, Tudor times and two stacks of cannonballs. Um, here's your bonus question for Spanish Armada defeated in 1588. What caused Catholic nations to send the Armada? Why did they send it? Okay, there's a few reasons here. I'd say the beheading of the Mary Queen of Scots obviously upset the Catholic nations, uh, the rise of the Protestant Church of England, and English meddling in the Spanish Netherlands, which uh, obviously annoyed Spain. So those are three of the main reasons cited for the sending of the Spanish Armada. Okay, let's pop back down the timeline, have a little break, and see if we can remember some of the previous dates. So we'll go back to number one. When did the Romans successfully invade Britain? Yep, hopefully you're remembering now that's 43 AD or um, travelling across the channel for free. When was the Viking raid on Lindisfarne? I'm remembering seven nuns fleeing, so 793. And when was the Battle of Brunanburh? Okay, and that was 937, just spinning those numbers from the Viking raid on Lindisfarne. Okay, we'll jump on a tiny little bit. Can you remember when Richard the Lionheart died from a wound um, inflicted by a crossbow bolt? There's a song involved in this one. Yep, that's it, 1199. 99 red balloons go by. Forgive my singing. Uh, it's not a singing uh, channel, is it? <laughs> okay, let's go on. So uh, we're jumping down, back down the timeline to number 15. When was the gunpowder plot foiled? Okay, this was in 1605. I remember that um, because I imagine when Guy Fawkes was discovered, he probably said something like, oh, f 
And I think he said 05 because he had lovely manners and he wasn't going to swear. So 05 is 1605. So that's how I remember it. That's a silly image in my head. Um, here's some bonus questions on the gunpowder plot. Okay, who were the members of the gunpowder plot trying to assassinate? And that's King James I. And here's your other bonus question. What building were they attempting to blow up? And it was the House of Lords, which would have obviously um, killed King James I and many of the lords who were in the house as well. Okay, question 16 on the timeline. When was the Great Plague of London? Okay, and that was in 1665. Um, I actually remember that by association. I actually remember that the World Cup was won by England in 1966. And I remember the Great Fire of London was in 1666, 300 years before the World Cup win. And I remember the Great Plague of London was the year before the Great Fire of London. And obviously the Great Fire of London was a great way of getting rid of the plague. Not deliberately, but obviously it has, had its benefits. Okay, so here's some bonus questions on the Great Plague of London in 1665. What was the name of the type of plague? Okay, it was bubonic plague. And which animals did Londoners erroneously kill because they thought they carried the plague? Yeah, unfortunately, they killed all the dogs and cats, which is a shame because actually they could have killed the rats and, and killed those. And obviously, it's the rats were carrying the fleas that carried the disease. Um, okay, question 17 on the timeline. When was the first Jacobite uprising? When was the first Jacobite uprising? Okay, guys, that was in 1689. Okay, and here's some bonus questions on the first Jacobite uprising. Uh, do you know what caused the Jacobite uprising? What was it all about? Okay, the Jacobites, they wanted to restore James II and Seventh to the throne after he was replaced by William and Mary. So the Parliament, uh, the British Parliament decided they didn't, or the English Parliament decided they didn't want James II and Seventh uh, to be the king. So they invited William over from uh, Netherlands and he became king. And the Jacobites were trying to restore James II and Seventh to the throne. Okay, second question is, where did the first Jacobite uprising start? Which country? Okay, and that started in Scotland. On to number 18 on the timeline. When were the Acts of Union? Okay, the Acts of Union were in 1707. Okay, and here's some bonus questions on the Acts of Union. What was the name of the failed colonisation effort that actually put pressure on Scotland to sign the Acts of Union? So they ran out of money, basically, and decided they probably joining with England wasn't such a bad idea. Okay, and that uh, failed colonisation attempt was the Darien Scheme. And here's your other question. Which monarch was on the throne when the Acts of Union were passed? Well done if you got this. It was Queen Anne. 
Okay, and on to 19 on the timeline. When was the first voyage of Captain James Cook? Okay, this one was in 1768, and I remember this because they were sick because they ate too many pineapples. So, sick at 68, sick because they ate too many pineapples. That's a silly image in my head, all these people eating pineapples. Um, I know it's in the 1700s, so 1768, and that's how I remember that one. Silly image, but it helps. Okay, here's your bonus questions. What name did Captain Cook give the area of Australia where he first landed? Okay, and that was Botany Bay. And here's your second bonus question. What was the name of Captain Cook's ship on his first voyage? Okay, and that was the Endeavour. Well done if you got those. So number 20 on the timeline. When was the Battle of Trafalgar? Okay, and that was in 1805. I remember that one by association with the gunpowder plot. So I think of the powder monkeys, the boys who carried the powder to the cannons in the big ships at the Battle of Trafalgar. Uh, interesting fact, their, their actual um, life expectancy at battles like that was four minutes. But anyway, I was thinking about the powder monkeys. Um, and so I think then of the gunpowder plot and I know that the Battle of Trafalgar was 200 years after the gunpowder plot. Okay, here's your bonus questions. What would have happened if the British Navy had been defeated at Trafalgar? Okay, the plan was that Napoleon's Grand Army would have tried to invade England if they'd managed to destroy or certainly weaken the British Navy at Trafalgar. And the next bonus question, which admiral was famously shot and then died at Trafalgar? Okay, that was Admiral Nelson. And what was the name of Nelson's flagship at Trafalgar? Okay, and that was the victory. Well done if you got those. On to question 21 on the timeline. When was the Battle of Waterloo? Okay, and that was in 1815, 10 years after Trafalgar. Uh, I remember that by association because I can remember Trafalgar. I can link that back to the gunpowder plot so I can sort of remember those three together. So but I sort of chunk them in my memory and chunking things makes them easier to remember by putting together in a little parcel to remember. Um, can you go back to question 19? Can you remember when Captain James Cook went on his first voyage? Remember the pineapples being eaten? Yeah, it was 1768. They were sick because they ate too many pineapples. Well done if you got that one. Let's move on. Okay, uh, question 22. When was Stevenson's rocket designed? Okay, that was in 1829. So well done if you got the right century. Okay, so here's your bonus question on Stevenson's rocket. What tragedy happened involving the rocket on the opening day of the Liverpool and Manchester Railway? Okay, the rocket actually ran over, um, sadly killed the MP for Liverpool. 
So that wasn't a very successful opening ceremony, was it really? Okay, and question 23 on the timeline, let's skip on. Um, when were Queen Victoria and Albert married? Okay, and that's 1840. And it's one of those numbers I just remember because it's a nice round number. Um, it's a good one to build other associations off if it helps you remember other dates. Okay, um, here's some bonus questions on Queen Victoria and Albert. Where did Albert and Victoria get married? Okay, they got married in St. James's Palace. And Prince Albert was a member of which European royal family? And well done if you got that one. It was Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. And number 24 on the timeline. When were the start and end dates of the Second Boer War? Okay, Second Boer War went from 1899 to 1902. I remember this one by association with Richard the Lionheart getting speared by a crossbow bolt. So I think of that a bit like the tusk of a boar. So that relates those two together. One was in this 1199, and this is 1899. And I know the Boer War was three years long. So I have that association with another fact. And then I, can, I know the duration, so it helps me. Um, here's two bonus questions on the Boer War. Here we go. Number one, what does the word boar mean in Dutch? And well done if you got that. It actually means farmer, which makes sense. Okay, and roughly how many Boer women and children died in British concentration camps during the Boer War? Yeah, well done if you got close to this. It's actually a really sad and quite surprising number. Uh, around 26,000 women and children died in British concentration camps, um, mostly from hunger and disease, um, during the Boer War. So that's actually a really sad uh, part of British history. Let's go on to number 25 on the timeline. When was the Battle of the Somme? Okay, and probably quite a few people got close with this. It's in 1916 in World War One, And here's the question. What major tactical mistake did the British make at the Battle of the Somme? Okay, I think a lot of people know that the you know, British troops were told to walk towards the German positions. And that's because the British thought that the German positions would have been totally destroyed by seven days of intense shelling. Unfortunately, the German bunkers were much deeper and they were waiting for the attack. And the British army were decimated. It was an awful loss of life on the first few days. Okay, number 26 on the timeline. Almost there, just a few more to go. When was the first law allowing women's suffrage... And the answer is 1918. Uh, makes sense to me. I remember it's the end of World War One. Two bonus questions. What is suffrage? Yep, it's the right to vote. And number two. Which suffragette was killed when she stepped in front of the king's horse at the 1930 Epsom Derby? 
a brave woman called Emily Wilding Davison. And then we're on to question 27. And we're going up to question 30, so three more to go. Um, when was the formation of the Commonwealth of Nations? Okay, and this was in 1926. Now, I can never remember when this happened. Um, so I actually use the mnemonic major system to help me remember this. Now, I'm not expecting anyone who's listening to this podcast to know or remember what the mnemonic major system is. If you do, well done. Um, you'll then be ahead of me. Um, but if you want to find out more about the mnemonic major system, go on to the MemoryTube channel uh, where we will be making videos to show you how to use it. But it essentially uses the shape and sounds of numbers and letters and tries to relate them to each other. So using the 1926 date, the one it can be a T because it's got the same straight up and down shape. The nine can be a P or a B. I use a P in this case. The two can be an N because it's got two downstrokes in the letter N. And six can be a G. Um, there's many other letters that can be in a mnemonic major system, but G can look a bit like a six. I then put those letters together, T, P, N, G, and then put some vowels between it, and I get the word taping. So for me, the Commonwealth of Nations, they were taping together the collapsed empire. So I can imagine people trying to tape all the countries together and make this Commonwealth because the British Empire had collapsed or was collapsing. And the word taping, T, P, N, G, and that helps me remember 1926. It's a long way round, but once you get good at the mnemonic major system, then you can see the words, remove the vowels, and very quickly remember the numbers. Okay, so here's your bonus question for the formation of the Commonwealth of Nations. Approximately what percentage of the Earth's surface does the Commonwealth cover? Okay, and that's 20%. Um, 28 on the timeline is... When did Churchill's first term as Prime Minister start and end? Okay, and that was in 1940 and ended in 1945, so pretty much duration of um, World War II. Uh, and if you remember, he took over the Premiership as Prime Minister um, during World War II. And here's a bonus question. What was Winston Churchill's home called? Yep, and that's Blenheim Palace. And number 29, the penultimate one on this timeline today, is when were the D-Day landings? Okay, and they were in 1944. Um, I remember those because the two fours look like R's, and in the mnemonic major system you can use R's as fours. So I think them all going, ah, as they run up the beach. And the two R's from the R are the 4-4. Four, four. Okay. And here is your bonus question. What was the code name for the D-Day landings? Okay, and the code name was Operation Neptune. So that's Operation Neptune. And there's another bonus question. Troops from which three nations made up the bulk of the landing forces at D-Day? Okay, and that was Britain, the US, and Canada. Okay, so I hope you're keeping up with your scores now. Just going to pop back for the last question. Can you remember when the Romans first uh, had a successful invasion of Britain? 
Okay, you probably can't get that silly story out of your head now with um, people crossing uh, the channel for free, so 4-3. And can you remember when the Vikings attacked the Abbey at Lindisfarne? Okay, hope you got an image of seven nuns fleeing, seven, nine, three. Okay, and can you remember uh, when the Battle of Trafalgar was? Now, hopefully some people are trying to remember the gunpowder plot and uh, Guy Fawkes shouting, oh, five. And so 1605, and then Powder Monkeys taking you to 1805 okay so the powder monkeys at the battle of trafalgar and using that knowledge can you remember when the battle of waterloo was okay and by association that was 10 years after the battle of trafalgar so that's 1815 okay so on to our last date on the timeline when were v1 flying bombs first used in action Okay. And that was in 1944, so the same year as the D-Day landings. The final bonus question, which city were the V-1 flying bombs first launched at? And unsurprisingly, it was London. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We hope you like this slightly different take on history quizzing. It's sort of a quiz that also helps you learn some of the dates. And we certainly think at Memory Tube that learning the dates of history and having them in for instant recall just helps you map out history um, and start to see interrelated events and the cause and effect um, of different events uh, throughout history and across nations. So we think it's really important and it's, it's kind of fun to learn them, make up some silly stories and then learn the facts that sort of surround them. So you end up with a really solid understanding of uh, history of Britain and, and the wider world. So um, come back next week. Uh, we should have another timeline quiz ready for you. And we're probably going to do famous paintings next. So a bit of art history. And if you want to keep on exploring timelines, you can download our History Sprockets app from the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in finding out more about how to have a better memory or memory techniques, then go look for our Memory Tube channel on YouTube. Thank you again for listening. If you got the highest score, then you're welcome to go and claim the throne of England. Well done, and I've been Harold Godwinson. Good night and goodbye.